Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profits. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the IHAMP revolution? My guest today is Larry Lewis. Now, Larry spent 45 years playing tennis and managed five of the top tennis facilities in the United States, and he was commissioned by the Chinese Tennis Association to direct a series of workshops. He developed Rainbow Tennis Program for Young Players with a video, Simple Guide to Teaching Beginning Tennis. He has taught mental conditioning training and has written mental conditioning articles to use lifestyle skills such as goal setting, relaxation, visualization, and anger control for tennis players. Larry also has a successful recording studio, Acoustic Ranch Recording Studio where he produces a variety of musical genres. He is a guitarist and vocalist that performs weekly singing his own original songs as well as classic hymns. Larry recently completed a 1,500 square foot hemp house made out of industrial hemp in the Colorado mountains just west of Fort Collins that we are going to be talking about today. So Larry, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. Good morning, Coach. Thanks for having me on. Well, that's great. You know, Larry, we have a lot in common. Your your mental training in tennis, goal setting, relaxation, visualization, and my lifestyle coaching for the mind, dreams, desires, meditation for relaxation, and visualization. And in music, we're both musicians. And we have industrial hemp in common. Your house and my podcast, I Hemp Revolution. So, before we get into your house, can you give us a little bit more background on yourself and your business? Sure. Well, well, Coach, uh, just uh, from the similarities that we have, maybe we're uh, twin brothers from different mothers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> could be. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, well, this all started basically that back in uh, 1975 when I when I built my uh, dream cabin in the Colorado Rockies in the foothills just west of Fort Collins, and over the course of about ten years, uh, completed the cabin and, and was living up there. And and then uh, then over the years, I uh, lived there, and then also uh, sometimes I, I'd rent it out as I was living in different areas of the country teaching tennis. And then in uh, 2012, uh, the High Park wildfire came through the area and burned 87,000 acres, uh, including 257 homes in the, in the Front Range area. And, and one of those homes was, was mine. Uh, uh, really just a devastating event. It was uh, just one of those life changing events as we're, we're watching the fire from uh, my home in, in LaPorte, Colorado, and uh, quite an emotional event, um, and also kind of one of, one of those 
times that you have uh, that uh, that happens to you when you get a little bit of a, a different change in the in the direction that you're heading. And um, after the fire, it was it looked basically like a nuclear bomb had went off. It was uh, there wasn't anything growing. There, there wasn't a, a leaf, uh, a blade of grass that was that was still existing up there. I had 10 acres and every tree on the property was burned, uh, although most of the trees, just the bark was burned. Um, and when I would go up to, to check it out, the the soil was totally black. The rocks were black. It was it really just made me sick. Um, and I, I really didn't think that I'd ever rebuild because it was just too ugly. But after about a year and a half, uh, we had some very heavy rains, uh, rain showers in the area that I think broke up the soil and allowed some of that vegetation to start coming back. There were also a number of uh, wildlife uh, volunteers that came up uh, and seeded the area. And uh, so after about a year and a half, uh, the veg vegetation started coming back and it's, it became beautiful again. And... Uh, at that point, I had some friends, uh, Josh and Melissa Rabe, who had started the Loveland Hemp Company, and they approached me about uh, rebuilding the cabin using reclaimed timber from the land um, and then also using uh, industrial hemp. And um, so we kind of started the, that process of, of designing the home and uh, trying to procure some... Uh, some hemp, uh, and just kind of moved along with that. Where did you uh, get your your hemp um, to build the house at? Where did that come from? Well, it shipped in from Canada, and actually, at that point, it was um, it was the last uh, shipment of, of hemp coming out of Canada because the um, the government up there had uh, decided that the, there wasn't enough regulation. On the on the quality of the hemp, and so they um, they actually shut shut down operations until they were able to actually get some standardization of the hemp. So we had eleven thousand pounds of hemp uh, coming down on a semi from Canada. Wow! So was that enough uh, for you to complete your house then? And actually, quite a bit more. So I've got quite a bit uh, left over actually that I'm trying to sell right now. Okay, well, hold on to it. When I build my tiny hemp house, I'll build it up there right next to your place, maybe a half a mile away or something. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how did you do, who designed a house? And, and, you know, you have 1,500 square feet, and I was up there. It's a beautiful place. I really loved it. Uh, so, this is 1,500 square feet, and you have kind of a loft area. Uh, can you describe that a little bit for us? Yeah, you know, originally the house was only going to be like 750 square feet, so it was going to be half the size. And uh, it kind of morphed into <laughs> a 1,500 square feet house. And um, and so, I was, yeah, I was just going to make a cute cute little little cabin. And then as we went along, it was just it just seemed to make sense to, to build it larger. Uh, and because of that, we were using the uh, the logs from the land. We, um, um, as I mentioned, the, all the trees were burned, and uh, but most of them just the bark. So, 
So the, the timber was actually still okay to, to build with. So we had some very large logs that we used for the, for the post. It's a po uh, timber frame post and beam. And, um, so we started out thinking of the, the loft as just being a storage area. Um, but then that changed into actually making that, uh, that loft as the, the bedroom and the bathroom upstairs. And, and leaving the downstairs area just uh, totally open for a uh, living space. Okay. So you were kind of learning as you built, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're talking major experimentation on, the, on this, this project. It was all an experiment. You know, as we, as we know that there's, they've been using hemp for hundreds and hundreds of years to, to build. But it's it's almost like kind of a lost art, at least uh, you know in the United States. So it was, and the, there, there's books written on building hemp, but but there's very uh, very few that have actually done it. And so uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of trial and error, and just figuring it out as we went along. So you used the the, the timber, the trees that are up there for the framing instead of two by fours, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, I know you you made hemp crate because I talked to Melissa and Josh. And is there a special formula for hemp crate? Yeah, uh, there is, and I, and I don't. I wasn't as involved with that part of the process. And so Josh and Melissa, um, we actually started out with the uh, with an outhouse, just as you know, building building an outhouse to make that as kind of the the experiment and uh so building the hemp walls and that to see what what the the proper mix was and was going to work out because even though there's a lot of different formulas for the the hempcrete it's a, it's all kind of different depending on elevation and how much humidity and uh, just the different different environment when you build with hemp from what i understand that you have the first large hemp house in colorado is that correct um as far as i know it is okay yep and there's there's definitely not another there's actually not another house like it anywhere it's because of uh because of the use of the uh, the timber framing and the hemp yeah and i would venture to say i don't know if this is correct but you probably have the first outhouse, hemp outhouse in the world. <laughs> yeah, and we're, and we're we're very proud of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now, when I was going through the house, it, you didn't have the uh, the floor of the house, and you had hemp poured in there. Can you tell us a little bit about what your actually bottom floor is made out of? I know you had some hemp there. But can you explain? You put the hemp, and what else did you do to? Well, we we had it's it's on grade, so we did. I think there's there's four inches of uh, gravel that we put down, and then uh, six inches of the hemp, the mix of um, of the hemp and, and lime in the floor um, for insulation, and then. Um, then what we were going to do was to do a couple of inches of a of a lime uh, flooring, and, but it was uh, it was just so difficult to find 
anyone that really had done those. And it was, uh, I mean, we, we just, uh, we looked all over the place to find someone who's, um, had actually done that before, actually doing a lime floor rather than a concrete. Because uh, we were trying to stay away from the concrete. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came down to it where the, the winter was starting to come on and uh, really had to get that, that floor done. So what I did was I laid um, radiant floor tubing uh, for hot water heating in the floor and then had two inches of uh, concrete poured on top of that. Okay, so you did use some concrete for the floor. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's really, uh, it's been pretty amazing because typically a concrete floor is cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just a, a cold surface. Um, but that's not the case with that, uh, with that hemp, uh, insulation. It's, it, the floor actually stays pretty warm. Okay. Even, even, even without the radiant floor heating going. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, uh, pretty nice without it. So what kind of heat are you using? Right now, I've got a, um, uh, wood stove, just, and it's really a very small wood stove, um, that's heating the whole place. And then, um, then I will be eventually, uh, hooking up the, uh, radiant floor heating and then that'll, that'll be going too. Okay. Now, how, th- how thick are your walls in, in the hemp house there? Most most of them are nine in, inches thick. I think there's I think the hemp was, um, I think the hemp was nine inches, and then another inch or so of uh, stucco. So there's okay, you know half half inch, three quarters of an inch. I could be off a little bit on on the inside uh, and the outside of a of a hemp okay. stucco. Yeah, when I was up there, uh, uh, Josh was just kind of finishing up this stucco on the inside there, but it looks beautiful. Really great. Oh, it's just, I don't know, the house has really turned out um, amazing, M- much more than I expected. Um, and it's, uh, and I've always really liked the uh, architectural style of uh, in Santa Fe where you've got the, the log beams going into the adobe. Mm-hmm. And it really has a, a real flavor of that because you've got these, these big log rafters going into the the stucco walls, and it and it just has that kind of a flavor. And the and the color of the uh, the stucco used a, a natural color in the, that was mixed in with the stucco, so it, uh, the walls have that that adobe kind of color. That uh, oh, I don't know if it'd be a, kind of a burnt light, uh, you know, brownish red type type tint to it that's just absolutely beautiful yeah i really liked it it, it really st- stood out there and it's just out there and right beside your property you're looking down to the plateau down there in in fort collins area and just it's breathtaking really yeah it's the the views up there are spectacular and it's interesting because it's uh before the fire the the views were great too uh but you had all the trees up there and and now the trees are gone, and it's really opened up uh, the views. So it's you've got a view to the east, which uh, looks out over Fort Collins and the, the lights of Fort Collins in the evening, and and just gorgeous sunrises. And then then to the west, you uh, you look into uh, 
the the higher mountains. We we don't have a view of the fourteen thousand foot peaks that you would if you were back a little bit farther, but you do see the the foothills kind of make their way up. Okay. So let me ask you this, uh, Larry: What is the biggest benefit to you for building your cabin, your hemp house? The well, I, I think number one is is I've got a house that that just feels good, and it's you know it's it's uh, it's a little bit hard to put your finger on it, but when you walk into the house, it has a totally different feeling than any other structure I've ever been in, and it's I've had uh, different people. Kind of describe it in different ways. One one way that uh, has actually come up a couple times is is people have said that it just feels like it has soul. It's not it's not cold even even if it's sixty degrees in there, which is kind of a standard temperature and it kind of maintains a lot. Uh, it's a different feel than like in my house uh, in Laporte, where sixty degrees actually feels chilly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's got a, a bit of a, a womb type feeling to it. It's it's a very constant temperature uh, throughout the house. You don't have cold spots, um, and it feels. You, you, and of course, you don't have all all this uh, synthetic uh, materials in there that are that are off gassing like you would in a typical house with all the insulation and uh, synthetic products. Um, so it's it. It smells good. It just it feels good. It's it's really unusual. You almost have to be in there to to understand it. Yeah, because we're so used to these off gassing, we don't realize it until we get into a building structure where there's no off gassing. You say, "Wow, this really feels good," and it's the feeling that you get. You're radiating this energy that's vibrating all around you. So this is it's awesome. Yeah, I I kind of felt that too. I got up there and I said, "Wow." went through all your their whole cabin there and it was it was really great yeah i, I wish my my house down in laporte was made out of hemp because it just it just feels so good you know it's almost like you're you're lying in bed with with some nice covers over you, you know? yeah it just feels that way yeah so how do you see hemp changing our culture in the near future and in, in colorado and in the rest of the United States. You know, I don't think any of us really know when when the the time is going to come when it just kind of breaks open. But I totally believe that it's it's not too far down the road where uh, there's going to be. It's probably going to take the big money to come in and go. Wow, this is an incredible uh, incredible building material. I don't think it's going to be too too far down the road when there's going to be big money that's going to look at the the industrial hemp and go, "Hey, this is this is great stuff. We need to we need to de- develop it." And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just such an amazing building material, and uh, with the sustainability of it, um, uh, with just the health of, of building with it, uh, it's I just don't see. How it can't be a, a major, major player in, in building. 
And so how do you see yourself kind of moving forward? I know you have your businesses going, but do you see yourself getting involved with the the industry in itself some way, shape, or form? I would if I was 30, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, I, who knows how, how this will all play out. I think, I think right now it's, it's kind of more of, um, getting exposure of the, of the house that's been built and, uh, because it's, you know, it is just one of the few in the, in the whole country that has been built with, with hemp. Mm-hmm. And so just, just trying to get that exposure of the house. And I think through that, there's going to be some eyes that are going to open up. Cause, you know, so much of the hemp, the industrial hemp stuff is that it's, there's, there's a lot of talk about it, but there's not, not much that somebody can touch and feel and, uh, and really, really see how it works. And, and here we've got a house that is. Yeah. It's been done that, that that works and it's and it's beautiful. Yeah, and that's how it's doing in, in every facet of the in- industry. That there's people out there really they're taking the chances because I'm going to do this in every little part, and you'll, you you see it blossoming here and there. So I understand that you are going to be renting your hemp house up there in the mountains. Yeah, that's correct. No, that's that's the plan for it, and uh, you know it'd be. Uh, I would have loved to have been able to to ha- to build it and just just have it as my cabin getaway, but uh, it was it was quite a long process because there was so much experimentation with uh, with building it that that the costs really were were beyond what I had initially expected. So at least for a few years, I need to to rent it to recoup some of the investment in it. But I really believe that the, the payoff down the road is, is going to be enormous. Well, Larry, you know, I want to really thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution. And you could reach uh, Larry at his website, AcousticRanch.com. He has an email address, uh, Larry at AcousticRanch.com. And I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today and make sure you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and give us a review. Go to facebook.com forward slash iHemp Revolution, like us and tell your friends, and spread the word about the iHemp Revolution on Twitter and how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profits. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution. Thanks, Coach. <laughs>